Welcome to The Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of The Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to The Gift of Choice. I'm your host, Bonnie Gressel, here on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. I want to tell you how much I appreciate all of you taking your time out of your very busy day to spend a little bit of that time with us. I am truly honored that you do that each and every week because I know life is busy and people have a lot of things to do. So I do want to let you know that I truly appreciate you. Now, one of the goals here at The Gift of Choice is to assist you in realizing that you have choice in everything you say, do, or feel. Every moment of every day, every split second of every day. I love how our reach is continuing to grow on Speak Up Talk Radio on that network. Um, You can always listen to the latest episode of The Gift of Choice on speakuptalkradio.com as well as iTunes. Um, Because on Speak Up Talk Radio, it streams for an entire week until I send them the next show. So sometimes it might even stream for two weeks. And again, I encourage you to share this. You know, re-gift as much as you want to remind people that the gift of choice is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature. But I want you to take what fits for you and leave the rest. Now, the gift of choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. So I always want to remind people of that. I want to always start every show with kind of a little bit of what's going on with me. You know, what's going on with Bonnie? Well, just a kind of a, a little recap. I, I feel more relaxed today than I have in the last several months, and that might be partly because we just got back from a business vacation. Now, it really wasn't all work. There was some work, but it was a vacation in Kauai, one of the Hawaiian Islands, which is my very favorite place to go. And we just got back from there oh, a few days ago. We were gone for about two weeks. It's such a wonderful time for renewal, to feel refreshed, to sort of break any patterns that were going on. You know, sometimes we get stuck in a in a rut or a pattern, um, and it's just good to sort of have a change of venue. And, you know, Wisconsin gets pretty cold. In fact, it was very cold <laughs> this winter in Wisconsin. So that's a whole other nice thing. Now, everyone needs this. Everyone needs to break the pattern, to just get away, to change the venue. That doesn't mean you have to go far away. You don't have to go to the Hawaiian Islands or Europe or any other place. Just something that's out of your norm. You know, maybe overnight someplace or a long weekend, not too far from home. It really doesn't matter. I've known people, in fact, I've done this myself. I've already set up a picnic on the beach in my house. And how you do that is, or how I did it, was I put a blanket on the floor in one of the rooms that we didn't use very much. Um, It was actually in our sunroom. And, I mean, we used it, but just it's not the main room that we lived in. But it just had plants in it, and it made me feel tropical. So that's where I decided to put the blanket on the floor. So I put the blanket on the floor, and I had created a little um, lunch, you know, picnic type of lunch. So things that we could, you know, eat with their fingers and some grapes and, you know, things like that. And we had a glass of wine with it as well. And we just 
sat on this blanket on the floor of the, this room, our sunroom, and had a picnic. Now, that little bitty thing, it, it doesn't have to take a lot of money. It doesn't have, you don't have to go a lot of, you don't have to take an airplane. You don't have to travel, really, because it's about the feeling that you want being someplace different. And our brains don't know the difference between real and imagined anyway, right? So if you say plan a little picnic on the beach and you imagine that you're on the beach, you know, it's really almost just as good as actually being there on the beach. So it's not like you have to make it a big deal or wait till you get vacation time from your job or whatever. You can just do this at home even. You know, and so today we're talking about self-empowerment and, and how this is the first and I think essential step to living your dream. And these little things like changing it up, like breaking the pattern, like, you know, changing your venue and getting refreshed and and feeling renewed, that's part of personal or self-empowerment. I mean, that's, I think, a critical piece of it that many of us, because life is so busy, many of us don't take the time to do, which is sad. So that's kind of why I thought, oh, it would be good to talk about this today. So the other thing about being away, whether you're away in another room of your house or whether you're away on one of the Hawaiian islands, like I had the, the blessing to be, was I'm always reminded of how blessed I am to be living my dream, to be able to spend time in Kauai each year, to be able to bring my work with me. And then we have clients over there. We do some video work. Between my husband and I, we have we have actually several business things that we can do over there. So it's also now become a business trip, which makes it in the U.S. tax deductible, which is awesome. But it's it just reminds me of how fortunate we are and we have been. Not that there haven't been difficult times because there's many difficult times, but It just reminds me of even though there are ups and downs, we're always okay, and we get to live this dream. You know, it's different when you get out of the house. It's it's a different energy. Or if even if you're in a different room of the house, but you sort of break that pattern, it's a different energy. And I know that when I'm away um, in Kauai, um, my husband's a golfer, and so when he goes to golf, I really like that time because that's my, my own time, my private time. I go down to the beach and not to like sunbathe necessarily, but I do some planning and reflecting, some meditation. It's my time. It's my space. And I often wonder, how did we get to this wonderful place in our lives? And you know what? When I think about, you know, did I plan it out? Did I know exactly what was going to happen? No. It, you know, people ask me, how did you get to this, how did you get to doing this business or whatever? And I can't even remember because things just happen. And I think that's the whole law of attraction piece at work, you know. If you keep those vibes in your energy, that you really want this feeling, it's the feeling of abundance, the feeling of joy, the feeling of of whatever it is that you want, that's what's important. And how it comes to you sometimes is a mystery, I think. That's kind of what I think. <laughs> we don't always know. You know, but if you write about things in your journal, if you're a person who journals, if you think about it in reflection time, if you meditate on it, if you make that your 
predominant way of thinking. You know, you focus on that. Not all the bad stuff, all the negative stuff, because that's typically, you know, what many of us do. Unfortunately, that's how our brains work, is we tend to gravitate towards those negative things. But you know what? And I say this all the time. I said just a few minutes ago, your brain doesn't know the difference between what is real and what's imagined, right? So just imagine what you want. Imagine being there. And then it will come. You don't know what shape necessarily it's going to come in but the feeling will come it will i can almost promise you that i mean i don't know your situation but i i just it's a law you know it's it's the law of attraction right it's a law so you can't change that law and you know it's the place for me Kauai is the place that i go to in my mind when i need to get away i don't need to necessarily take a vacation there because my brain will just go there and I'll feel like I'm there. I have um, a place and we typically stay at, at the same place. Not always, but typically do. And there's that beach and there's a tree on the beach that um, I always sit under to do my meditation time and my reflection time and just just absorb everything. And the, I go to that tree and that beach, it, say if I can't sleep at night or whatever is going on, it always makes me feel so good. That's the feeling that I go to. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why we always go there or are able to go or are still able to go there. We've been there. We were, we were adding up this year, and I think it's ten times. This is our tenth vacation there, and our time there, and a few. Uh, vacations ago, we learned that, you know, we had clients there and we learned how to actually also make it a benefit for our business. So it's it's the feeling that it's all about. And I know I say that all the time, but I so truly believe that that that, that is law to me. That's, that's truth to me, is that it's the feeling. It's the energy of the feeling. Now, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about personal or self-empowerment, however you want to phrase that, and how you develop that, how anybody can develop that. So we'll be right back. This is Bonnie Gressel at The Gift of Choice here on Blog Talk Radio and tune in. Are you one of the millions of people who struggle to relax, sleep well, or even lose weight? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard? If you think your brain might have something to do with it, you're right. Now, you can learn how to access the powerful energy of the mind-body connection with the ultimate health and wellness gift set, a four-CD collection of guided meditations from holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. Find a comfortable chair or lay down with your favorite pillow and let Bonnie guide you on a soothing mental journey. You'll get four guided meditations and one gift set. You can use them all for yourself or split the individually wrapped CDs into gifts for friends and family. The Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set includes all of Bonnie's popular CDs, including Restful Sleep, Relax, Meditation for Busy People, and Weight Loss. To get your copy of the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, go to BonnieGressel.com and click on the Products tabs. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. Well, we're back. 
I'm Bonnie Gressley, your host on The Gift of Choice here on Blog Talk Radio, and it also streams to iTunes and Speak Up Talk Radio. So today, we're going to talk about empowerment. Now, if any of you guys want to connect with me, any of you, I should say, I shouldn't say guys, I should say any of you people, because you might be men, women, doesn't matter. But if you want to connect with me, the probably the easiest and best way to do that is to go to my main website, which is really just my name. And it's BonnieGressel.com, B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L.com. Now, I also put some other links at the bottom of this show page um, to my products on Amazon and the couple of Facebook pages that we have for both this show and the new show that I'm going to be doing, as well as Speak Up Talk Radio. So if you don't want to have to type in you know, words in a URL, you can just click on those things and it should take you where you want to go. So now, today, I want to talk about personal empowerment or self-empowerment, however, whatever phrase you want to use. You know, personal empowerment kind of basically means becoming powerful. And that in and of itself is difficult for some people because it isn't always seen by everyone as a positive thing. You know, because powerful people sometimes make us think of you know, rulers or kings or people who lorded over other people. And that's not a good vibe, to me at least. And so sometimes we relate being powerful with that kind of power. But really what we're talking about today is having that inner strength that we all have to be the best person you can be and be have the you know, live your dream, basically. Have the best life possible. That's, to me, it's a bonnieism, I guess. That, to me, is what personal empowerment is. So we're going to talk about that today and I'm going to give you some ideas on things to work on, things to, um, you know, practice with that. And, um, of course, as always, I have a little bit of homework for you at the very end of this show. So becoming powerful. You know, building that personal empowerment is not just your own power and your own strength, but it's also appreciating and realizing other people and their strengths and, and, and weaknesses. We all have strengths and weaknesses. And they may be different to ours. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, we're all individuals. We are supposed to be different from one another. And, you know, your standard is your standard. But we can't always impose our standard on other people. And, Many of you have probably found that out in your lifetime. I remember uh, when I was a, a manager at a small hospital many, many years ago, um, I, you know, had my standard of doing things, and then there was, you know, sort of the, the organizational standard. And I was really frustrated not being able to have people meet my standard, you know, and I you know, hold people accountable to that because it really wasn't the standard of the organization. Just the fact that my standard was a little bit higher didn't make a difference. It, that was mine. And that's fine for me, but I can't put that on other people. That's why they have organizational standards so that there's a sort of levels of playing field for everybody. So you have to look at, I think, you have to look at power, both personal and self-empowerment not just you as an isolated being, but how you interact within your environment, within your community. And, you know, self-empowerment in the simplest form, I think, makes 
You know, it means taking charge of everything in your life, all aspects of your life. So whether it's your workplace, your personal relationships, or your colleagues at work, your supervisors, your physical body, your health, illness, um, whatever it is that you're dealing with, your time management. I mean, for, it's everything. It's taking charge of all of those aspects of your life. To me, that's what personal empowerment is. And I mentioned earlier in the show, I truly believe that that's really an essential component of living your dream. Now, it seems like it's easy, right? But there's a lot of us who don't do it, who don't take charge of ourselves, who don't, you know, find that strength within, that that power within. And there's a few, I think there's a few reasons for that. You know, one is life gets in the way, right? We get busy doing other things and then we, we don't pay attention to ourselves. We don't, we're at the bottom of the list. So that's probably one thing. Another thing that I see happen a lot is the whole self-doubt thing. People don't think they're, they're you know, they can do it. And then there's the whole worthiness piece. People don't think they're, they're worth being powerful, or being successful in whatever endeavor that they're in. Um, there was a person I was talking to the other day, and he calls it the imposter syndrome. Many people suffer from the imposter syndrome, meaning that they don't they feel like an imposter, like it's not really them, like they shouldn't be doing this if they're powerful and successful. And I think those kinds of things, fear probably being at the core of all of those, um, is what keeps people from really finding that strength and using that strength to develop their own personal empowerment. You know, another thing that I think people do is we tend to sometimes give our power away to people. You know, there's a a client I was seeing a long, long time ago, and we were talking about some marital issues that he was having. And at one point in our our visits and our conversation, he said, so so what you're saying is I'm going to be a doormat as long as I let my wife treat me like that. And I said, you know, I'm not going to say what I said to him, but that was so true. And that's a really good example of giving your power away. And and people don't take it from us. I mean, sometimes people think that, you know, so-and-so took my power. That's not really it because no one can make you a victim unless you give them permission. I think Eleanor Roosevelt said something to the, to that effect. I don't think I quoted that exactly, but... But we allow them to do it. We give away our power. So that's something to just sort of keep in mind and notice throughout you know, the day or the week or whatever, how often that happens to you. You know, we all have personal power. We all have that strength, that, that power within us. Every one of us, all of us have that. So the only difference between those who really own that power and are successful in, in the, whatever success means to you and, and are, you know, full of personal empowerment and self-empowerment, the only difference is they choose to use it, acknowledge it, and not give it away. And then the other folks either don't acknowledge it, don't use it, or they give it away, you know. So it's everyone's got it. Nobody's taking it from you. It's it's a choice at some level that you give it away if that's you. Because it's probably at a subconscious level, you know, which is all the stuff that's going on under the under the 
the iceberg, right, that huge piece of ice under the surface of the water, that's like the subconscious mind. Everything is in there, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And sometimes those things, especially if they're near the top of the pile, keep us from doing what we want, keep us from the goals that we want to accomplish. We sabotage ourselves in certain ways without even knowing it because it's based on some subconscious belief or value or experience, something that's in that subconscious realm. You know, limiting beliefs, everyone's got them, right? I think the the sort of the trick is or the, the goal would be to not let those limiting beliefs run your life. It's your life. So I think, you know, everyone's got limiting beliefs, but keeping them under control, not allowing them to be your dominant way of thinking most of the time. That's what people should strive for, in my mind. Now, personal empowerment you know, gives the individual the ability to take control of their circumstances and achieve their own goal in, the, in their personal and in their work life. It really is in everything in your life, whether it's you want to be a certain weight or you're dealing with a health issue or it's a work issue or it's a money issue or a relationship issue. It really doesn't matter. Taking control of the circumstances in any circumstance, that's what personal empowerment will give you. So becoming more aware of your strengths and weaknesses. And therefore, you're going to be better equipped to deal with the problems that come up. Because if you know you've got strengths in certain areas, you can use those to your best advantage. And you know and you know that you have weaknesses in certain areas. There are some maybe detours, some little things that you can do to maybe avoid them or not at least let them be your dominant way of being. Because everyone has them. You're no... I mean, nobody's perfect. In fact, I think the word perfectionism is just kind of not what it's cracked up to be. It's really not. I I don't consider it a good word. I consider it a bad word, actually, kind of, because people strive for perfectionism, but that's not possible. We're human, and it's good to be human. It's a little, um, you know, robotish to be perfect, maybe. You know, if you watch some of the sci-fi movies, it's, it's, it's just not human. So we all have... Our, our ups and our downs, our, our weaknesses and our strengths. It's knowing those and knowing the difference between them and how you use them in your daily life. That's what makes the difference. And, you know, people who are have feel self-empowered, feel like they have that personal empowerment, are just better members of a team. They're just, they're the people you want on your team. They're the people you want to work with to help you accomplish something or to be married to, or whatever. And, you know, people who are are self-empowered, who have that personal empowerment, those goals, those, I'm sorry, those steps to enhance, to make themselves better, that personal growth thing, that sense of fulfillment, they're not okay with just the status quo. They don't want to stay stagnant for the rest of their lives. I think that's such a good thing. And there are many of us like that. And there are many people that I know, and I don't know, maybe you too. There are many people that I know that that say they want to do that, but don't. And again, I think that goes back to the self-doubt and the worthiness and the fear and all of those things. That's what keeps us from moving forward. That's what keeps us from taking risks. And, you know, there may, some people might not agree with this, but I think 
taking risks, as long as you're not really stupid about it, taking risks is essential to, to having a strong sense of personal empowerment. People who take more risks just you know, know themselves better, are better with themselves, and and feel more confident, more powerful, have more of that inner strength. Otherwise, they don't take those risks. So developing personal empowerment involves some fundamental changes in life. And it's not an easy process. And it's not a one-and-done type of thing either. It's a lifelong process. And you may have ups and downs. We all have ups and downs. So, But I think, you know, what I mentioned before, that self-awareness is a really important piece to just be aware. And that's going to be part of your homework today is to just, you know, take notice. Just be aware of the words you use and and how you interact with people, how you react to situations. That's a really good telltale sign because it's not so much what happens to us or around us. It's how we react to it. That really tells you a lot about who you are inside, the strength that you have, that inner strength that we all have. We just don't all maybe use it to its fullest potential. So self-aware people, you know, make conscious decisions to enhance their lives whenever possible. You know, they, they learn from past experiences. There are no such things as mistakes or failures. They're all learning opportunities. You know, it's their beliefs, their values, their experiences. That's who makes us who we become today. So I would encourage you, and I'll mention this again at the end of the show, I'll, I would encourage you to really learn from all of your experiences. There are not really good or bad or positive or negative or success or failure type of experiences. They're really just all experiences. And I was in a class one time, this is a long time ago, and the the um, teacher was talking about how it's so much easier to treat life as an experiment and just experiment each time and see what it is that works and doesn't work. Just treat everything as an experiment. If it doesn't work, go on to the next experiment. And I thought that was really kind of an interesting way to look at it because we get so, I don't know, we get so... Um, you know, down when something doesn't work. And, you know, it's really, life is just an experiment. It really is. So don't take it so seriously, maybe. And maybe that would help as well. And, you know, our values, our our opinions and our beliefs, and again, it's at the bottom of the iceberg. Most of the stuff that's there that that our beliefs are, truly our beliefs and our values, are things that we don't even know are there. It's all in that subconscious realm. And it might be because of our upbringing, because of, you know, whatever happened in our past history. Um, maybe for those of you who believe in past lives, maybe, you know, can be related to a past life. So those values come from sort of a, a melting pot of all of those things. But 95% or so of of all of those values are things that we don't even know are there because that's what's sitting in that subconscious mind. Now, the skills, you know, skills can be gained through lots of things, right? Experience, we talked about that a little bit, practice, education, training. But you have to also translate those skills into action to do something. Now, I know many people, and you probably do too, that um, 
are kind of, um, they take like every class, but they don't really finish or, or do something from each class. But they're sort of the lifelong learner that doesn't really take that learning to the next level and actually create something. And it's kind of like the, you know, the 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 cat that's, that's like, you can almost hear them saying, squirrel, squirrel. You know, it's, it's sort of that bright, shiny object syndrome. So there are some people who don't use that. But certainly, you need to do some learning along the way. I mean, our life evolves, right? It's It's a dynamic experience. And learning is a dynamic experience. So you're never really done. And information, there's tons of information out there, right? If, if you've got internet connection, oh my goodness, the world is at your fingertips. And the thing about internet stuff that's out there is a lot of it is really very good. However, you do need to know how to sift through the junk because there is also a lot of junk out there. Um, people can put things out there. People can call into radio shows with really goofy stuff and sound okay in the beginning, but so you have to be able to sift those things out. And then, you know, setting goals is really what we do most of our lives. And choices, I think those deep choices are made in that quiet time that we have, that that reflection time. The um the time where we can just really go into that inner space and connect with the messages that whatever your belief system is, the messages that come from inside, our inner guidance, who come, that come from the universe or God or angels, whatever your belief system is, those messages are there. We just don't often let them in. So I think that that information and setting goals through information like that is what happens when you can really connect with your inner self, your authentic self. And for me, that's under my tree on the beach in Kauai. That's that's where it is. That's where most of the stuff happens. And then the rest of the year I go out and, and implement things. But so much um, reflection is done during that time. And I think we all need time to do that. Whether you're going to you know, take a vacation or get away or you know, even go to a different room in your house, whatever it is that works in your situation, I think you really need to take time to do that deep reflection. That's something, that's a gift that only you can give to yourself. I can't give that to you. No one can. So I think that's something that we all owe ourselves, especially if we're on the path to seeking that personal empowerment because we truly do want to live our dream. And the other thing is how we talk is very interesting. Notice the words that that you use, you know, because there's really kind of a language of empowerment. Now, the use of language, whether it's verbal or nonverbal cues, um, to others can be empowering or can be non-empowering. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But look at language in terms of self-empowerment and just see where you sort of fall on the spectrum because we're all on the, the spectrum someplace. So, I want to share with you some thoughts about that in terms of the use of language that's really good for personal empowerment. You know, research has shown that a person's self-image is reflected in the words that they use. So listen to how you talk, how you sound, and how other people sound. I mean, I can pick up 
it's it's very interesting because my husband's really good at this too. We'll you know be talking to somebody we've not met before, and we'll instantly have a you know they're very negative or they're very positive or they're you know we can sort of put them on that spectrum, and it's by the words they use and their body language as well if we are in person with them. So some some ideas talking to yourself in a positive way obviously is really very good. You don't want to be negative and and you know sort of the the little um, the critic, because we all have an inner critic, right, that sits in our shoulder and says, ah, that will never work. So you don't want to be that person most of the time. And, and the other thing is don't should on yourself all the time. There are many people who say, I should do this, I should do this, I should do this, I should do this. And they usually when you should do something, it's not for you. It's for someone else. Think about that. How often do you say, I should? And how often is it for you? And, and sometimes it probably is. But many times it's not, which means you're not very at the top of your, certainly not, you might not even be on the list of priorities, but certainly you're not near the top. And then using active language, sort of like, I will, I can, I know, I'm there, you know, is better than, well, maybe I could. You know, it just, it even sounds different. Now, I exaggerated it for purposes of, of illustrating that, but it's, a different energy. It's a totally different energy. And then, you know, know who you are. You know, use words that define you, your identity, your space. Know who you are and accept that. Love that. Some people can't get to the love like right away. You have to get to acceptance first and then you can get to loving yourself. And that's fine. It's it's a journey, right? Everything is a journey. So, but knowing who you are, I think that's so important. Do not, please do not let other people define you. It's the difference between that internal and external locus of control. Just as a reminder, I know I've talked about this before, but just as a reminder, that internal locus of control is when you gather your value, your sense of value, your self-worth from what you feel inside. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says, what's going on. The external locus of control is where you allow other people, other situations, other things to define who you are. And there's two reasons that that's not good. The first reason is we can't control that. We can't control what's on around us, what other people say or do or think, the situations. We have no control over that. We can control, however, what's inside of us. The other thing is... If you're a person who is really more that external locus of control, it's not so good because your value is totally then dependent on other people. And other people can say stupid things sometimes, can do stupid things sometimes, and that should not be a reflection on you. You are your own person. We are all unique. And don't let anyone ever take that identity away from you. And then some people use like big words, right? When they, with the authors that we work with, some people, and they're pretty good at this, but sometimes they'll use like really big words. And, you know, if I don't know what it is, then chances are most of the readers aren't going to know what it is. But often people will talk like this. They'll use all this complicated terminology and jargon to, I don't know, to um, maybe impress people. And people who do that, and it can also be kind of a form of bullying because it makes the other person feel um, less than, 
makes the other person feel disempowered. So to me, that's a real sign of the lack of self, good self-esteem or low personal empowerment. It's, it's that they don't feel good themselves. So in order for them to feel good, they've got to seem bigger or smarter or use bigger words than other people so that they feel better. So that's really not something you know, to, to avoid that would be a good thing. And then focus on the words that other people use. And basically, this is just listening to them. Listen to people. Really listen to people. Not like what's going on in your mind, like, well, i got to pick up milk on the way home. I have to do this tomorrow. Don't be thinking about other things when you're truly having a conversation and you're engaged with somebody. Because they can tell. It's an energy thing. Hold that space with people and really listen. Not everybody does that. I know people who, you know, even their eyes are looking all over the place. You know they're not paying attention to you. And how annoying is that? Has that ever happened to you? I know it's happened to me, and, and I, and I like, want to stop talking. It's like, why am I talking? I'm not talking just to hear myself. So listen to people. Focus on the words that they use, and it will give you a clue as to where they are on the path to self-empowerment, self-esteem, confidence, self-love, all of those things. And then choosing those positive words, you know, like we mentioned before, I will, I can, I am, is better than, well, maybe, you know, it just, it, you just don't want to, you're in or out, you know, <laughs> so go, go full in or not. And then avoiding criticism and negativity, and this is not just for you, but also for the people that you interact with, you know, we are, we're our own worst critics, and I know this, you know this. We're always finding fault with ourselves. But, you know, try not to do that as much. Now, for as far as other people, it, it doesn't feel good when somebody is critical or nasty to you. Am I right? You know, I know someone who's kind of a grammar Nazi. And really, when there's someone who belittles you for if you make a grammar mistake or whatever kind of thing it is, it's really sort of bullying. And people who engage in bullying activities, and there are many, really don't have the self-esteem, self-power, self-empowerment that they should. They really don't. I mean, they're way down in the basement. If they have to do that to feel better, and that's why they do it, and they may not consciously do it to feel better, but that's really subconsciously what's going on. And use open-ended questions, you know, when it's appropriate. Now, anybody who's had teenagers knows this, you know, because if you ask a yes or no question, you will get a yes or no. Now, I can tell you this story about my younger son is really kind of funny. This is an open-ended question, right? I would say, how was school? And he would always answer with one word, schoolish. <laughs> and so there's a situation where an open-ended question really didn't work quite as well. But that's not the typical way that somebody would respond. He was just being silly. Um, so... It's, you know, use open-ended questions because that's going to engage in more energy, more conversation, more back and forth. And that's really what you want, not just for yourself, but also for the people you engage with. Now, developing self-empowerment, you know, there's all kinds of things. I mean, you have to work on trust, you know, understanding your strengths and weaknesses, your limitations, developing that confidence and self-esteem. There's so much more, really, that we could talk about today. Um, but I want to 
give you some homework and some things to think about. And then we may continue this on a, on a future show because I have a couple of other notes that I want to share with you. But to kind of break it down, to summarize, into two basic steps that you need to take to attain self-empowerment. And you can do these right now. So first, eliminate as best you can the false, negative, outdated beliefs that support sort of the status quo. You know, the obligations, the expectations. Be you. Be yourself. It's a creative process, right? The second step is to really create that new belief system that supports you living an authentic and happy life, reflected by your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations, so that you can live your dream. You truly can live your dream. And to attain self-empowerment, you really have to embrace change. I mean, everybody does. And change is hard. Change is difficult. I did a whole show on that a few months ago. It stops people. You know, fear stops people. It's fear of the unknown, the risk takers, all of that sort of thing. It's, it's Fear is at the base of all of that. So that's sort of just a summary of what we've talked about today. Now, for homework, I would like you to do uh one or two things. I always like to give two just in case you want to choose one or the other. What I, an exercise that I've often had people do is to to really find out how they see themselves. I have them make a list. There's actually two lists. I have them draw a straight line down a piece of paper, and on one side of the paper, like the left-hand side, put a, a plus sign, and on the right-hand side, put a negative sign. And then I want you to list all the things that you like about yourself or love about yourself or how good at on the plus side and all the things that you don't like about yourself, don't think you're good at or or don't love about yourself on the negative side. And just randomly write. Just keep writing. And just anything that comes to mind, this is just brainstorming. It's just you know, no matter wrong answers. Nobody has to ever see your answers. But just do that exercise and spend about five, ten minutes doing it five or ten minutes, because you really want to, you know, in the beginning it's easy to think of things, but then once you're doing it for a couple of minutes, it's a little bit harder. So I want you to then, when you're finished with that exercise, take a look at your list and see which list is longer. That will give you an idea of where you kind of are on that spectrum of self-empowerment, at least in terms of your beliefs and how you feel about yourself. And probably even the words you use. Look at some of the words that you've written down. The other thing that you can do for homework if you want to, and again, you can choose one of these or do none of them. It doesn't really matter. This is totally what you want to do. But I want you to just start paying more attention to the words that you use and notice the words that other people use because it really tells you a lot about where they're at in terms of self-empowerment. You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mmbglobalsolutions.com.